Hello, you are listening to That's So Candid with me, Holly and Raina. Hi. <laughs> In this episode, we talked about careers, what to do when you don't know what you want to do, um, kind of the journey of getting to where you want to be career-wise, I guess. I think this was an interesting episode, if I do say so myself. <laughs> it's one of our favourite ones. Yeah, because we come from very different backgrounds. Um, different perspectives different on the perspectives topic. On, yeah. It's like we have the same perspective, but we come from different journeys, journeys of yes. discovering what we wanted yes. to do. Um, <laughs> we enjoyed this conversation so much um, and we hope you also enjoy it. All right. <laughs> well, we're starting this podcast episode in a bit of a down mood. Yeah. Um, uh, we're hungry. Starving. We've been waiting for our Uber Eats order for two hours. <laughs> two hours. <laughs> um, it is pouring with rain outside and we discovered it will be for the next two weeks, yep. which is so fun. And my expensive microphone just broke. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's fine. We're together and recording a podcast, so yes. something good's happening. At least we made it here. <laughs> that is so true. Hopefully there's no other issues that happen for the rest of the day. <laughs> I just saw two minutes add on to our Uber Eats. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. It must. Be, it has to be the rain. I think it's the rain. Okay, I can't blame him. It's Do you remember that time when we were studying... Gosh, it yes. feels weird. I'm um, holding a microphone. Um, do you remember we were studying at the library and we ordered bubble tea? It was that so was late at the night. Absolute worst. We were already having a bad day, and all we wanted was some bubble tea to bring us yeah. back to life, help us through our assignments. First of all, it should have been free because you had that voucher, but then they said it didn't work. Yes, that's it. We got given an Uber Eats voucher that was meant to take or give you your first order free or yeah. something like that. And this was my first time ordering off Uber Eats, but it wasn't working. And then wasn't he running super late? Yeah, he went to the complete wrong spot, even though I told, like I put in the right details of where to go, but he went to the back of the library, which was down this massive flight of stairs. And I ran down to find him and he had dropped. Our and bubble tea. spilled our bubble tea. And apparently he looked crushed. He looked like he was about to cry. So I did feel bad for it him. It wasn't, we didn't blame him, but then I called... And they wouldn't give Uber. us a refund. Yeah, I asked for a refund because we didn't get our bubble tea and they didn't give us one. So, <laughs> and I don't think we got much of our assignment done either. No. Well, apart from the gloomy weather and the broken microphones and Being the hole starving. in our stomachs, how are you? I'm good. Yeah. I'm Still not much to report on. Not much to report on. It's been just a chilled week. Um... Yeah, I start placement on Monday, which I'm quite scared about. Um, Do you know what you'll be doing? Like what your role will sort of be? I don't. Well, it's in a family relationships centre. So there's not really a lot. Like obviously I'm not a qualified, you know, like counsellor or lawyer, which is what most of the people who work there are. So it'll just be a lot of like observing so yeah. i think which it'll be is, interesting yeah and then i have to go to the gold coast they're doing like training which is cool next week so yeah i'm excited for that i'm excited for you to finally because this is like your last thing before you graduate yeah i know my last i think i've got five months till i graduate which is crazy i know i'm so excited and i feel like this is a fitting episode oh i know <laughs> talking about this looking back over my journey to getting here a little bit of a reflection yeah i love 
Um, but yeah, how's your week? My right week. Now? Um. Yeah, just chill. Um, still haven't found another job yet, so I've been um, enjoying life. It's been cruisy. Yeah. Um, I've been getting a lot of work or work getting work done for. The social media job yeah. I have is like a lot easier. I get that done in like one day now yeah. instead of like having to put like a bit of work in every single afternoon after work. Yeah. So that's nice. My sister and I started watching All of Us Are Dead, which is a Korean yeah. TV show about like a zombie virus outbreak. Oh my gosh. And it is so good. I'm a sucker for a good zombie movie. Yeah. Like a good virus outbreak movie. Um, even before COVID happened, I loved it. There's just something about... The fear of a viral pandemic. Not too triggering to watch. No. Well, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of exciting, to be honest. Yeah. Is that our Uber? Is that our Uber? Is it? No. Oh, damn it. (laughs) Anyway, it was a really good um, show. We got through like six episodes. And aren't they an hour long? They're an hour long. I went to sleep at 3 a.m. So if you um, get the vibe that I have no energy right now, it's because I don't. I'm so tired. I had to wake up at 8 a.m. this morning. But yeah, it's such a good show. I actually highly recommend it. The only thing I don't like about – and it not, has nothing to do with the fact that it's a Korean TV show. But watching any movie that's in a foreign language yeah. is like I have to pay attention because yeah. I have to read the subtitles to like know what's going on. Yeah. Um, but – it's so good. There's like characters that you love, characters that you just hate. It's thrillery. It's funny. There's oh, a little bit, a little touch of romance. Oh, it's just so good. Sounds great. Everything I love Korean need. TV shows. Yeah. Like they're so creative. Like yeah. all the ones, Squid Games, Parasite, and now all of us are dead. Yeah. I've loved all of them. And like they're just the way that they create these shows, the twists. They're so good. Their ideas are so good. Yeah. Actually, so, I never watched Squid Game, but... I was obsessed with Parasite. Yeah. It's such a good... It makes me want to watch other, like, Korean shows that yeah. aren't so mainstream either. I feel lame that I'm only watching, like, the, the ones mainstream ones big. now. <laughs> yeah. But, you like, I'm it before it was definitely... Cool. Yeah. I'm definitely curious about, like, their other shows. Cause yeah. Because they have a good track record so far. And, like, they're really good at acting. Yeah. Like, all the actors in these shows are just really, really good. <laughs> I need to watch it now. You really do. Let me know when you do and we can talk about it because it's intense. But, yeah, that's pretty much my week. It's, like, not much to report on. Yes. Anyways, so today, as Holly was saying, um, talking about uni, we wanted to talk about the whole idea of, like, finishing school, the pressure of discovering what you want to do with your entire life and not really knowing what to do. figuring out what to do. Yeah. And then what to do when you don't know what to do. We just wanted to have a discussion around that because I think Holly and I both have Have different perspectives on the whole topic. Um, We come from like different experiences, I guess, Mm. with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, But I definitely think it's like a universal thing that we all have to deal with. Yeah. And I think like also it doesn't end like I know what I want to do kind of now, but who's to say I won't be in the same position that I was, you know, I think things change. Yeah. Um, And I think it's relevant, not just to people who are like recently out of school, but any stage of their life. Yeah, definitely. But let's jump into it. Yay. (laughs) Okay. 
So <laughs> at the start of this week, I jumped on our Instagram account at that so canted pod yes. if you want to follow. Have your say, have yeah. your voice heard. I all, yeah, we tried to get your responses as well to like join in on the chat with these podcast episodes. But I asked a couple of questions on the Instagram story. Um, so we're going to be asking those questions to each other and sort of discussing the answers. And then, um, yeah, we'll go into a little bit more juicy stuff. But Holly, the first question was, did you know what you wanted to do with your life when you graduated? No, I <laughs> definitely didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I wanted to do something to do with music. Um, and to be honest, I waste, <laughs> I feel like I wasted so much time um, just working so hard. And like, I think that looking back, yeah, okay, working so hard on music, doing like all these music exams, looking at pathways, like whether I was going to become like a music teacher dreaming of like oh getting into the music industry as like a singer um yeah I think I put a lot of pressure on myself and I didn't even really enjoy it but I felt this pressure to have something figured out Mm. so I yeah I put so much pressure on myself to get into music when it was not at all something that I enjoyed yeah um, and even then, like, I think I just hated it so much that I, yeah, I wasn't too sure. I was like, this is kind of my answer when yeah. people ask. So I don't feel like a loser with no plan. But yeah. I still wasn't sure on it because I just wasn't passionate about it. Nothing seemed to be working. Like things just weren't clicking. Like I, I feel like I was striving and not really getting anywhere with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. How about you? Did you know? Um, I feel like I've always known. Yeah. So, yeah. This is like where our perspective kind of differs. It's so different. I feel like ever since I was a little girl, I've always had the exact same answer, like what I wanted to do with my life. It was always something to do with performing. So either like singing and songwriting, that was always the main one. And then at some points there was always like acting or modeling, but it was always sort yeah. of the same thing. And I always... Like, that was just my passion. It was my love. It was all I ever wanted to do. But it's such a hard industry to get into. And how do I say this? The way you get into those industries, like, there's not a clear-cut step-by-step guide. Mm -hmm. Like, it happens differently for everyone. And so I feel like I – when I graduated, like, I knew what I wanted to do, but I had no idea. And I still have no idea how to actually get into that industry and how to be successful in it. Um. And then it because it was such like a big dream and like it just felt so big. It felt almost like overwhelming. Mm. Yeah, it just left me feeling kind of helpless when I graduated because I was like, oh, I've been counting on like just jumping straight into like the music industry or the acting industry or modeling industry straight after I finished school. And now I finished school and I have no idea yeah. how to get into that. I have no idea what to do. Um And I'm still, like, I feel like I have a bit more of an idea now, but it's still sort of the same thing. It's very overwhelming. Yeah. I knew what I wanted to do, but at the same time had no idea how to to get into that. And then people would always ask me, like, oh, what's your backup plan? Because obviously everyone wants to be a singer. Everyone wants to be an actress. Everyone wants to be a model, blah, blah, blah. I think that's quite rude. Yeah. I I hate that question. I hated it too. Um, And even, like, Linwood, um, he... Wanted to get into sports and he yeah. always hated that question. So, yeah, I, I just think it's so rude. First of all, because... You're doubting yeah, that these people can even and achieve that. 
like you've always known that it's hard to get into that mm. as if you're going to like blindly just be like, no, I don't need like any way to make money on the side while I'm like making it. Yeah. You know, I, I obviously it's a given that you're going to have to have a side hustle yeah. if you're working towards something like sport or music. Yeah. So to ask like, what's your backup plan? It's just rude, I yeah. think. And I think it stressed me out because apart from those sorts of things in those industries, I don't have an interest. Like now... I guess I've grown um, an interest for like social media and stuff, but not to the extent where I really want to make social media content for like another company for the rest of mm. my life, if that makes sense. Like I enjoy my job yeah. with Velidays, but it's not my passion making content for them. Like yeah. it's always my own content that I want to be making. So I guess it's, I feel like that sort of falls into the same basket of what I've always wanted yeah. to do. And so I hated the backup plan question because no, I don't have a backup plan. And that question stresses me out because if this fails, what am I left with? Like I've tried looking into so many different degrees, like psychology maybe because I'm interested in how the brain works, but thinking of doing that as a job, like sparks no passion like yeah. or excitement in me. Um, I'm, I love weddings and party planning, but like doing that as a job for other people, like couldn't give a crap, you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, I did feel pressure or like didn't really know what to do straight after school mm. in another sense, like yeah. another way. Um, our Instagram responders, um, listeners, whatever, when they responded um, to that question, 33% of people said they did know what they wanted to do with their life when they graduated from school and 67% said that they didn't. So I think, yeah, I mean, I think it's a very, a lot, very common yeah. thing. And like, as you said, even if you do know what you want to do, um, it can be hard knowing how to get there. Yeah. And like the steps that you have to take. Yeah, as definitely. As soon as you get out of school. Um, the next question was, did you feel pressure to know what you wanted to pursue in life when you finished school? 79% said yes. 0% said no. And 21% said kind of. Um, which also doesn't surprise yeah, me. Yeah, not surprising Because even when you're little, like oh, little so, baby, yeah. you always ask like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like it is always this constant narrative throughout your life that like you need to decide what you want to yeah. do with your life when you're older. You need to choose something that you want to be, that you want to do. Yeah, definitely. And I like even in school from like grade eight, grade nine, you start choosing your subjects yeah. to – I think it's like obviously it makes sense if there are, you know, like lots of science degrees and um, medicine and stuff. You do need to – if you want to get into that after school, you do Pick need to right be subjects. planning that mm. when you're quite young. Um, but I think high school should be a place where you kind of discover who you are and try lots of things out. And it's yeah. sad that, yeah, I think kids put pressure on themselves and they have they feel like they have to have chosen what they're going to do in grade 8 or grade mm. 9 – and I remember when I went to school for a bit, I was homeschooled most of my schooling, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> <laughs> embarrassing to say, but um, I was in grade eight, I think, or maybe it was start of grade nine. And one of my teachers said, um, he said, if you guys haven't figured out, it was coming up to our like subject selection time and we were choosing subjects. And he said, if you haven't figured out what you're going to do, you better be pretty scared because you're going to end up a bum. Nice. And it was really 
just Thanks. encouraging. Like yeah. one of those things that stuck with me through my life. <laughs> um, and That's so true. That has been a big theme for you. Yeah. Like uh, even like, up until now. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think teachers need to be careful what they say. I just think that's such an irresponsible thing. Yeah. Like kids are already so like overwhelmed with lots of different thoughts and like yeah. you know figuring out who you are you've got so many different influences and then to go and say that if you don't have what you're going to do figured out by the time you're 14 your life is going yeah, to totally. nothing that's so nasty yeah. and I feel like from around that same age like grade seven grade eight grade mm-hmm. nine you're always asked like oh so what are you gonna do you know what you want to study yet when you yeah. finish school like what are you going to study what do you want to do when you're finished with schooling um and there's all yeah so it changes from like what do you want to be when you grow up into like what are you going to study when you finish school and yeah. it's just like this constant thought in the back of your head that you need to like yeah figure and I it think out it's, it is really I don't know like as we talk about it more I'm like piecing together like oh my gosh this makes so much sense um but it, it is sad that adults put so much pressure on kids to like figure out even if it's like not intentional like I don't know I know sometimes, sometimes it's, it's just a conversation like you don't even starter. know what to say to a kid yeah but um it does kind of feel like kids aren't allowed to just enjoy where they're at like yeah. they always have to be thinking, thinking like of, the future. of their adulthood and yeah it can make it hard because I feel like childhood is so short um and it's sad to see kids having pressure put on them yeah to figure out what they want to do yeah yeah, I feel like even in adulthood, like, after you've studied, once you have a job, whatever, like, what you do and what your job is, is still such, like, a defining part of who yeah. you are. Because, like, when you meet people, like, a really common question is, like, oh, so what do you do? What's your line of work? Like, all that kind of stuff. And it's, like, what is art? It's the conversation starter or it's the question that's asked before, like, oh, like, what do you love to do? What are your passions? Yeah. What, you know, what's your favorite food even? You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, it is, it's something that defines you. And I feel like there's even a bit of like, when you find out someone is a doctor, it's like this admiration, like, wow, yeah. they're so smart. They're so this, this, this. And then you find out someone is like a checkout chick at a grocery store. And it's mm. like this weird hierarchy. Obviously, like, I don't, yeah, there are different levels of work and, like, I don't know many people who probably aspire to work as a, like, cashier but at a that might be store, their job and how they're earning money, but yeah, you have exactly. no idea what they're doing outside exactly. of that. They and could be living their life and making art and going to the beach yeah, and, like, enjoying and time that with is, their friends. Like, that is just a means to an end that lets them live the life that they want. Yeah, like, exactly. maybe, yeah, I totally agree that your career doesn't, say anything about your value as a person or your quality of life yeah um and like our idea of success or I definitely know that I've always viewed success as like a high-paying career with like power and have always viewed success as being you know like having a very prestigious career I guess um but why I don't know yeah sorry okay um we took a little bit of a break because our Uber Eats delivery finally arrived. Um, but we'll pick up back where we left off. I think Holly wrote a note about where I she did, was at. Because I knew I would forget. I guess what I was saying <laughs> is that I always thought that 
in order to be successful, I had to graduate uni, I had to have like a great career, but your career does not at all define the quality of the life that you live or mm. your worth as a person. And succeeding in a career doesn't isn't the only way to succeed or have a successful life. I guess we there isn't one way to have a successful life and I think living a life that's meaningful to you, something that you're doing, you know, where you're surrounded by people that you love, doing things that you love, I think is like the basis of a successful life. Yeah. Not having a great career, earning a certain amount of money. Yeah. It's hard to separate yourself from that sometimes because even like sometimes I'm very driven. Okay. So, for example, let's just say like I was making enough money to live off with music or something like that. But if I wasn't, sometimes I still think like, oh, but people won't know I'm successful unless I'm singing in front of this many people or unless I get this many listens on a song or an album or get this award or something like that. Mm. And it's hard to remind yourself and live in a way where you're like, where you know that success is simply just living a life that you're content with and that brings you happiness. Yeah, definitely. I'm still, I thought that food would perk me up a bit, but I'm still tired, (laughs) but I hope that makes sense. (laughs) Um, The next question was, did you jump straight into studying something after high school, even if it wasn't what you wanted to do? And 71% of people said yes, and only 29% of people said no. Which, again, I'm not surprised by because I, when my friends graduated school, I graduated a year after because I did homeschooling and then did grade 11 and 12 over two, three years, sorry. But I would say three or four of them started a degree and then either changed straight away um, pulled out like a couple months in mm. or like were years into their degree and then randomly decided like actually this isn't what I wanted to do. Yeah. I have one friend that changed her degree four times and eventually she just decided to pull out of uni for now because she's just not yeah happy yeah in whatever she chose to do. Did you jump straight into <laughs> studying something straight oh. after school? Yes, I did. I didn't end up getting an OP. That's another story. Like I just didn't. I think OPs are a pile of crap anyway. Yeah, they are. They are awful. Like after your first year out of school, it doesn't even. Yeah, exactly. Even if you don't get the right OP, like you do a six month bridging course. It's just another way to rank people and make you feel bad about yourself. Yeah, And And they're so like the fact that they don't even give it based on the grades Your that mark, you get yeah, they drag it's all based on badly. the schools you go to and however many they op ones they're giving out yeah. to that school i just think it it's dodgy so i don't think it's a thing anymore is it no they do atar now yeah. which i think is a bit more fair but still still a weird way of ranking people yeah <laughs> i just feel like what's the point of even having it there if it's if it doesn't like do anything after a year yeah <laughs> so <laughs> i didn't go for an OP. I did want to get into, actually, I don't even think I needed to have one. There were a few uni courses that I was looking at in grade 12, Mm. um, all to do with music, um, which is so weird to think about now. I'm like so far removed from all of that. Um, But yeah, I was looking to go into music, but nothing like really sparked my interest. Surprise, surprise, because I didn't want to do that. But yeah, so I just was like, no, like I'll do that eventually. I want to take like a kind of gap year, but I still want to study because mm. I felt this weird pressure that I had to be studying like yeah. 
just working for me felt like not doing enough. Actually, how... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why we chose Bible college. Like, I could have just gone into... A random. I think it was a safe way of studying, but not committing. It was to safe, but also we were in a. I know. Well, I can't speak for you, but I know I was in a much more religious phase, phase of, of life, my life, yeah. and I think my parents or my mum specifically encouraged it because that's what she did after school. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was it was like a safe. It was like, oh, I don't know what I want to study, but I'm a Christian. So, like, if I just tell people that I'm doing Bible college and, like, you know, it was just, like, something that you do when you don't know what yeah, definitely. to do. Yeah. I think that was the same for me. It was, like, it sounds cool to other people. Like, gets the pressure off me. Like, I'm not just doing nothing. Yeah. But I don't know why I'm doing this, really. Mm. We both jumped into Bible college straight after school. Yeah. And I, I don't even fully know why. I can't remember. I need to find like old journals, but I can't mm. remember the full headspace that I was in. But I think yeah. I'd, I'd say it was the phase I was in in my life. And I don't even regret my first year, to be completely honest. Yeah. I think if I had it all over again, I would still do that first year because I do think I did learn. I yeah. did enjoy my first year. No, honestly, <laughs> I think partially why I did it was because uni is so demonized or in the circle that I was in uni was very demonized um and I remember my dad and even like other people saying like university is so dangerous like there's so many young people that walk in there a Christian and walk out not a Christian which like it probably is true but probably not because uni is evil simply because uni is evil and teaches you to hate God because that's not my experience. And I can definitely see why, like, Christians freak out about that. Because I know, like, my own journey with uni, they do... And it depends what course you do and everything. But a lot of what you learn is in the university bubble. It's in that academic mm. bubble where they are very, like, one-minded, I think, about mm. things. Um, but I did feel like, oh... If I want to go to uni one day, like, I need to make sure I have a very firm foundation. And that was one of the reasons why I chose to go to Bible college. Because I was like, I need to have, like, a a biblical foundation so that I'm not brainwashed by uni. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, actually, I do remember you saying that to me. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, there were things that happened that year and there's things that I learned that year that I really wouldn't want to, like, take back or anything. But I do think... Doing a whole year-long diploma, getting into thousands of dollars of debt. Yeah. Maybe isn't... I don't know. I think there's probably other ways around it. Yeah. Yeah. And I may not have done that if I didn't feel this pressure to study something. Yeah, totally. I'd say the same. It's like a weird... Like half of me does regret it and I wish I didn't do it. But I think that's more because I'm in a lot of hex debt. Yeah. Or student debt, or student loans, wherever, whatever part of the world you're in, whatever you call it. Like I have a lot of debt from that study, and I got absolutely no degree that is going to make me money, that is going to be able to repay, yeah. like pay that off. And I don't think what I learnt was worth the amount of money that it cost me. Yeah, and I. It's probably not the same for every single Bible college you go to, but the one that we went to, like, specifically in our first year, like, we were paying for subjects where, like, someone from our class literally just 
demonstrated yoga poses and we had to copy them. Yeah. Like for a like health, physical health activity and we yeah. were paying for that. We actually did a subject and the person who was supposed to be our lecturer, I think he showed up to three of our lessons no, that that's entire right. year. Yeah. We did about three lessons. The whole year. The rest of the time we just sort of like... They were cancelled. Yeah. And we had to join another class. Um, and we still had to pay for that subject. Yeah. And it got to the point where like three of us even forgot to hand in an assignment because we weren't even doing the lessons. Yeah. Like, and he didn't remind, didn't tell us anything. Didn't help we us. didn't work on the assignments in class, like nothing. Yeah. P- that part of me does regret it and I wouldn't redo it for that reason. But at the same time, like, like on a personal growth yeah, level. Yeah. Personal growth level. Oh my, like I changed so much and I really like who I am now and yeah. I wouldn't. I don't think I would be who I am now without going through Bible college, but I'm kind of like, hmm, is personal growth like I paid 35 grand? <laughs> no, for, yeah, yeah, like definitely. just to grow as a person. I don't think it's worth it. Yeah. And I think the quality of education that we got was definitely not worth it. Not what worth it. We and paid. like my first year, as I was saying, like that, I think that was a decision I did make because I genuinely wanted to do it. And so for that reason, I don't really regret doing my first yeah. year because. I thought it was what I wanted to do. I was yeah. curious in it. Whereas my second and third year, I only did one because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was too scared to go and pursue music in case I failed. I had people telling me that I should do it. Like I just felt pressure either from myself or from other people instead yeah. of like going out on my own and trying to like figure out life and my like how to make my passions work for me and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I definitely regret my second and third year, I guess, because I didn't choose to study that for the right reasons yeah um like yeah there were good things that came out of it I went overseas but just the fact my heart wasn't in it Mm. I didn't like it it was just a waste of money and time to me to be totally honest yeah and I think like not just bible college but I think like for a lot of people going into a uni course just because you feel pressured to do something yeah I think that it can end up with a lot of wasted time and money just added stress when, yeah, I I don't think it's worth it. Yeah. And I think like when we were in Bible college, there was this big thing around finding your calling in life. That's oh what they called God, it. Yeah. And it was pretty much, pretty much your calling was like the thing that God made you for. And like the thing that you pursue, like you put all your time and effort into your whole heart into it was what your whole life was about. It was what you were called to do with your life. Yeah. And there was so much pressure not like verbally, like you have to find, I mean, I guess, no, actually there they was, did kind of yeah. put pressure on us to find our calling. I think that added an extra element of like, I need to figure out what I'm doing yeah. now. I need to figure out like what And the God whole idea of a calling, the way that we heard it talked about that year, they kind of described like your calling as something you did for the rest of your life. And it was like one mission that you were on for the rest of your life. And God called you to do one thing, mm. which is just like weird because I don't think life is just like one big like storyline, I guess. Yeah. I think that we go through so many different seasons in our life. We might do something for a season and then we're called to do something else. And I don't think it's just church. No, I was just going to yeah. say I think it happens in like the secular world as well. Yeah. There's this pressure to find that one thing that you're made to do. Yeah, definitely. Your one passion. Yeah. And yeah, if you don't find that, then it's yeah. like, oh, I'm running out of time. Like... Blah, blah, blah. And we're forgetting to live life and live in the moment because mm. we're so stressed about discovering the one thing that we're made to do. But maybe there isn't one yeah. thing that we're made to do. Don't take my word for this. But I remember reading an article about how probably like 50 years ago, more than that, like it was not 
common for people to change careers as much. Mm. Um, and so, it, you know, it was pretty, I guess, common for people to work in a career for their whole life mm. and, like, stick to that career. Maybe have a career change midway. But now we're living in – I can't even fully remember. I'll try and find the article so I can, like, back my words up. But, no, I'm from what I remember, it's, like, the generation that we're living in now, like, the age we're living in, it's very common to – change your career multiple times in your lifetime mm. and I do notice like older people they seem to be the ones that are like putting a lot of pressure on you to find something and work at it for your whole life yeah but times like that's not really what happens anymore and I don't know no. if it's really realistic because things are just so unstable now I guess yeah. and so it is very normal to change careers Definitely. four or five times in And your it's, life. like, scary because the way that they phrase it makes it sound like whatever we decide to do with our whole lives, like, once we decide to do it, mm. that's, like, we're stuck in that. Yeah. The last thing I asked on our story was, um, share, I said, share your story with us. How did you decide what you wanted to do? How did you get into your line of work? Are you happy? Do you have any regrets? Et cetera, et cetera. So I'll read this reply. She said, I've said yes to almost every question. I've had three career changes and am now modeling. Modeling is what I wanted to do the entire time, but the industry wasn't ready for me. Fam didn't support, and my family didn't support me. So that's how she got into her career. She had three career changes and is now doing modeling full time. Yeah. And you hear that so much. Like people will have studied two, like one or two, maybe even more degrees, and then they end up. In doing a career that is nothing to do with what they studied. Yeah. And they're so much happier than yeah. they would have been if they had And I find a lot of the time they always sort of had a passion that's similar to what they ended up doing. But they were either too scared to pursue it or they had like some sort of imposter syndrome or didn't think that they yeah. were good enough. And after years of like doing Putting careers that they hated, yeah. they just decided to jump into like what they've always wanted to do. Yeah. And it ended up working out because I feel like – I don't know. I feel like once you – start to chase something that you're passionate about and that you'll love like everything does line up and work together one because I do I I'm a big believer in you're made for something like yeah. whatever's meant to be will be and I think you're given passions and interests and loves for things and talents and stuff like for a reason and yeah. I think when you use them that's just how the world is meant to function you were put yeah. on this earth to do that thing and so I think like the world will work with you you know what I yeah. mean yeah Anyways, that might be a bit of a woo-woo thought. But I also think that when you do have a passion for something, you're more motivated to put the work in and to, like, chase after that thing and do what you can to, like, achieve it because you're not just doing it to make money or because mm. you have to or because it's, like, your job, but you're doing it because you love it. And yeah. so there's, like, you have more of a drive, I guess. Yeah. And so it ends up working out just because you're I putting more action behind yeah. it. Definitely. Like with me and music, like things just weren't working. I was so depressed. I think I definitely like compared myself to you because I just wasn't confident in myself because it wasn't something I was passionate about. Mm. And yeah, it just felt like I was hitting so many brick walls. Just I had no drive and things weren't working for me. And I remember saying to you, like, I never felt motivated to yeah. practice. I never wanted to do anything. And when it came to like exams and stuff, I never wanted to do them. And I think that was just a sign like, I was chasing something that I wasn't passionate about, something yeah. that I just – it kind of was a way for me to say, like, I'm doing something with my life. That's actually one thing that I'm really 
grateful for about Bible College was we went on a mission trip to Alice Springs and I feel like mission trips always get a bad rap. Mm. I mean, for the most part, I think sometimes it does do more harm than good. Yeah, it was a mission trip. But in from what I can see, like looking back, I don't think it was like white savory. We women. did partner with already set up organizations. It wasn't yeah. like we're going to build you a hospital yeah, and it's going to run the way we want it to. Yeah. Because we're so smart out in the city. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like that. We we already partnered with, um, yeah, local community organisations, which was really cool. And I remember we worked with a domestic violence organisation. Um, it was like a shelter for women escaping domestic violence. And the, I guess, manager of the shelter spoke and she was talking about the work they did and the work she did and her background. And that really inspired me to look into like counseling and psychology. I don't know, hearing her speak was like, oh my gosh, that's what I want to do. Like I have to be doing something like that. It's like interesting seeing you do this now because throughout our friendship, I've always noticed that Holly always had like an eye or a heart for people, I guess, who were sort of overlooked by mm. everyone else. Like you were always very caring, but at the same time you didn't – how do I say this? I feel like with social work you need to have a bit of a tough part mm. of you. Like you you see a lot of really confronting, yeah, really horrible things sometimes and you need to like be able to not take that on personally. Yeah. or ma- like, You know what I mean? Whereas I feel like you – are able to do that you're able to care for people but at the same time not take let things it, on yeah personally and like let it burden you yeah definitely what you said before like you have your passions and things you're good at and that kind of leads you I guess into your path of where you end up on your journey of life and I think there were always parts of me that definitely were like social work traits I get like traits that were mm. would be useful in social working that trip I really, yeah, became passionate about, oh, that's kind of what I want to do. I want to do something that's going to help people. And that was when I started looking at uni courses and Mm. fell into social work. And now here we are. You're about to graduate. I'm about to graduate. It's been such a long four years. Yeah. Um, Another response that we got that I really liked was, um, I found a mundane job to have an income and explored with hobbies on the side. I, I feel like I relate to that one mm. a lot because like I've just been working as a barista yeah. <laughs> or a waitress like the past couple of years but like not because that's my career of choice yeah. it's like that was what I did to make money mm. while I did like what I could to like pursue what I wanted to do on the side and I think that's a really good idea especially for people who have less what how do I say it? like less traditional mm. I guess like careers of choices I feel like social media and modeling and music or even art sometimes, like sometimes you don't want to just go and study that. Sometimes it's a waste of money. Yeah. Specifically with like the music courses here in Brisbane or Gold Coast, yes. like Queensland, it's like not worth it. No. It's like you're paying a bunch of money to like watch YouTube videos and stuff that you really can you learn. You could learn online or the, you could yeah. learn just by immersing yourself in the industry yeah. and learning from people who like have been in it for years. If you're chasing after careers that maybe don't require a course or require like a lot more hard work in your Mm. spare time it's a good idea to just have a job to make your ends meet and then go and chase what you love to do in whatever spare time you have yeah that's so hard careers obviously like I'm very grateful that social work it is very accessible I think jobs 
are very easy to come by. The oh, well, actually, I don't fully know. I can't say that completely because <laughs> I'm not You haven't tried finding yet. a job yet. <laughs> but no, I think there's definitely like a lot of opportunity to become a social worker and it's well, very so straight. so many different paths you can go down with that degree. Yeah. Like so many different areas of the world that you can work in. Yeah. And it's like quite straightforward, I think. That was one of the reasons why I ended up choosing it was because I looked at counselling and psychology and it was like, you know, you did your four-year bachelor's and then you have to study on top of that to specialise mm. in, yeah, what you actually want to go into. And, yeah, the to become a psychologist it is quite a long and expensive journey. And so social work for me was like, oh, you do your bachelor's and you're pretty much guaranteed a job. And yeah. I feel very grateful for that because it's so much harder when there isn't a clear cut you know you do a four-year degree and then you can apply for these kind of jobs I feel like you're forging the path yourself and you have to work so hard there's no set like yeah guide on how to get there yeah you just sort of got to do what you got to do to survive (laughs) in this society so I thought to finish off the episode well whatever we would sort of share a couple of our tips I guess for people who are either graduating and have no idea what they want to do with their life or even if you haven't just graduated and you're not happy with where you are in life or you're still confused about what you want to do or you're still putting pressure on yourself all of the above whatever (laughs) it is um, we have some tips yes I guess that have helped us um, get to where we are now yeah and yeah, have helped us in our decision-making process. Okay. okay, so we made a little bit of a list before we started. Um, the first one was to not put too much pressure on yourself um, and give yourself time. So I think this was in the sense of like, we were talking about it like specifically if you're just about to graduate, yeah. but I guess it could apply for any stage of life you're in. Yeah. But we put a time limit on ourselves. Like I have to decide what I'm going to do as soon as I finish like high school, blah, blah, blah. I need to do it by this time. Mm. And there's so much pressure. Um, but and it I doesn't think the, have to be. Yeah. And I think putting pressure on yourself can kind of make you just scramble to find anything to do. And exactly. You know, you might end up in a, a course that is just not what you're passionate about and you're spending so much time and money on something that you don't actually want to do. Yeah. We want to do another episode about this, about like – the clock of life and how I guess I mean I guess specifically as women because we're speaking about it from a women's perspective Mm. there is sort of like this weird pressure that's put on us that we have to achieve like a certain amount of things by a certain age Um, but I don't want to go into that now but there is no time limit yeah for you and your life there is no rule that says that you have to finish a degree by a certain age that you have to know what you want to do by a certain age and there's nothing wrong with finishing school and just deciding that you want to take a year or two or three or even four Mm. to just like chill you've just spent a whole freaking 12 or 13 years like studying at school like why do you need to go and spend another few years a couple of years of doing nothing I say that in like quotation marks because I don't think that that's the right word um but yeah a couple years of not studying and just chilling out and enjoying life is not going to hurt you or affect yeah, you definitely like you have so much life ahead of you if you end up choosing a course that you just sort of decided to do it like in the spur mm. of the moment because you put pressure on yourself and you didn't really know what else to do 
maybe you'll end up loving it and yeah. it'll be a good decision. You never know. Or like you're going to waste a bunch of time and money and then end up not completing the degree and jumping into something else. Yeah. Or you'll study this thing that you don't like, graduate, work in that thing that you don't like and you're going to live a life that you're not enjoying 100% because you're spending so much of your time yeah. doing something you don't enjoy. Yeah, and that's one thing I really love about my uni like my experience at uni is i've met so many people who are in their 30s or even 40s who the majority have, yeah like, majority i actually of didn't make any friends there. i w- was kind of sad about it because like i see all my friends studying nursing you know they make lots of friends the their nursing age besties. yeah because they're all young when they start or like they pretty much go into straight out of school and that's i guess the m- main demographic who studies nursing um and I never made friends my age at uni, but I did meet a lot of people who were like, yeah, in their late 30s, even late 40s. Um, and I think it's so cool to see that they have so many interesting stories of different jobs they've done and they ended up in the same course as me yeah. at the same time as me. And it's really cool to see like they're starting out in a new career, spending four years studying something because they are, they believe in that and I think it's so cool like you're never too old to start yeah definitely. never too old to go to uni and start a new career um and never too old for anything in general I don't yeah. think yeah um our second tip was to discover yourself there is so much you discover about yourself when you're not in school anymore like you're surrounding yourself with different people you're not spending all your time learning about math and English and all of that kind of stuff like there's a whole world out there that you haven't even discovered yet haven't had the time to explore and when you're thrown out there there is so much that you learn about Mm -hmm. yourself and like Holly when she was in Bible college when she did the mission trip and she listened to that lady speak I think like yeah she had like signs that this is probably a career that would be good for her like while she was growing up and stuff but it wasn't until she went out into the world and went and did a mission trip that it sparked something in her and I think that it's gonna it will be so much easier for you to decide what you want to do with your life and to just and to decide what you're passionate about when you're actually going out there and exploring things and discovering who you are in a bunch of different scenarios and places and and not being influenced by the friends and teachers around you yeah because that's the thing at school it's like you're around the exact same people every single day you're doing pretty much the same thing every mm. single day like it you're not going to really discover yourself that much further outside yeah of what you're doing on a day-to-day basis but when you yeah. graduate it's like there's the world just opens a whole up. Yeah, yeah it's really the world's your oyster <laughs> um so yeah discover yourself yeah go and try a new hobby go out and meet new people like yeah you never know what you love and what you're interested in yeah and I think like a gap year if you're doing things that you love and just working and earning money and traveling or whatever that's not a waste of time like I don't mm. understand why there is this idea that gap years are a waste of time because yeah. you're living you're enjoying you're having experiences well, I think it's because like society it's like we live in a world where like you live to work and, you know, you study, yeah. graduate, go into uni and then work until you retire. Yeah. And so I feel like people view gap years because it's like, oh, well, that's a whole year that you wasted where you could have been studying or you could have been working or you could have been earning money. Yeah. 
and it, like we're not, I don't know, there's so much more to life than that. I don't even think that is life. I think that's what we have to do to survive. And I think if you're working in a career that you really love and that really like sets your soul on fire, then yeah, that's living. <laughs> is that yeah. an ad? Is that like a car commercial? Like that's living, Barry. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Anyways, but like to me, life is so much like it is everything but your career. Yeah. Like that's just a Something tiny little do. ingredient in what life mm. is. But I don't know. I would, uh, if I had to choose like traveling and hanging out with my friends and laughing and swimming yeah. and like feeling the sun on my skin and the sand on my, underneath my feet, like all of that, those little things versus like having a career where I'm making a lot of money but you, you know, don't even, every single yeah. day, like I'm doing something with my life in society standards, I'm successful. Yeah. 100% choose the other one where I'm yeah. not making any money, but I'm having experiences. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know if this is making any sense. Like in my head, it's making no, sense. I know. What but my <laughs> brain is like moving a lot faster than my mouth is. <laughs> so I like, feel like that's me every episode. <laughs> yeah. But um, I hope that made sense. What were you, you were going to say something? Yeah. No, I definitely agree. Like it is sad that we've come. I think it's part of living in a capitalist culture we love that um where yeah it does just feel like day in day out we're just working yeah. um and that's life but yeah. there is so much more beyond that yeah and your job doesn't have to define you or your life like yeah that's yeah you can do your job and live a amazing life outside totally of i think it just requires balance like obviously you need to work to live but, like, we need to stop putting our value in our jobs. Mm. Yeah, I don't think everybody has the privilege to that. Like, there are people working multiple jobs and they really don't have time. And it mm. is really sad. And I, I think that's wrong. Yeah, that definitely. That people are putting But it's like they don't have a choice. Well, they don't. Yeah, they can't have a life. Living is so expensive. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it all comes back yeah. <laughs> to that. Which is a whole different topic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah. but there is more to life beyond your career, your career and beyond, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't define you pretty much in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> Our next tip was to make a list of things that you're good at and things that you're interested in and research careers that might align with those things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes writing down everything that you love and that you're interested in and that you're good at. Yeah. Um, even things like, oh, I'm good at public speaking or I'm good at making people feel yeah. loved or like little things like that matter as well. Yeah. And then, yeah, trying to f like doing a whole bunch of research on what careers sort of require those sort of characteristics. Yeah. I did so many career quizzes. Um, <laughs> Were they BuzzFeed ones? BuzzFeed ones, even like actual genuine like find your career yeah. websites. Um, yeah. And I actually did find some of them helpful. Um, ones that said there were some that like just made me depressed. They were like, you are a helper and it was boring, but <laughs> they were probably, they were probably right. Um, and actually, <laughs> yeah, I am in a social work professor. Do you so think a part of that was because in your mind, like, how do I say this? Like if you're given a job that in society standards is like yeah. lame or like that's not like you're not a successful person if yes. you study this. Even if it is probably something that you would enjoy, yeah. you didn't want to choose that because... Yeah, I didn't want to. And I 
yeah, definitely when they said like helping profession, nursing, this, I think social work might have been on the list or like human services, which is mm. basically the same thing. I just wasn't passionate <laughs> about that. Um, and so it, I was like, no, nah, I'm going to do it another test. Um, but I kept getting like helping professions and I think that that was like... It's a sign. It's a sign. It That's was right. And doing. that is what I want to do. This is so weird. But I felt like I didn't want to do a job that was like female dominated mm. because, yeah, being a helper, like, I um, think. What's the word? Predictable? Yeah. And I I didn't like that being like a helper or having like nurturing tendencies or like help, like a helping profession. Um, to me, that was like, oh, do I actually want that or have I just been told to do that kind yeah. of a woman um and that was like something hard to process I think and I think it does come back to doing something that I thought was successful or yeah that I thought other people would think was and successful. I think that's a common thing like people sometimes when they're like oh what do I want to study they end up just choosing something that's going to make them the most money or that other people would be the most yeah. impressed by but it doesn't really align with what they yeah. actually want to do with their life and, like, I get it. Like, I get the pressure mm. or the want, the desire to, like, make a lot yeah. of money. But I think in the long run, like, it's not going to be worth it if you're not happy. Yeah. And I it. also think I was thinking about, yeah, doing something just because other people respect it or think it's a good job to go into. They're not the ones living day in, day out. And, like, how often do you see – I just think it's ridiculous to – I understand the pressure and I definitely do – struggle with not trying to appease people and mm. make them like me and approve of my decisions. But it is really ridiculous to me that we spend so much time and, like, we would even choose a career that, like, purely based on what other people think about it. Yeah. Because they're not living the intimate parts of your life day in, day out. Yeah. They're not the ones hating the job. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, you're much better off doing something that you actually love. Yeah, definitely. trying to please people. Yeah, 100%. I mean, my, my thing's a bit different because I've always, like, known what I liked doing and what I wanted to do. But even um, with the whole social media, like, mm -hmm. making videos for validates and stuff or, like, just in content creation in general, I look back at when I was little and I was always that kid that wanted to make music videos with my friends yeah. and that was always wanting to make homemade movies with my friends, just videos, videos, videos in general, editing like all of that kind of stuff, all of my interests and hobbies and stuff always had something to do with like what yeah, I have ended very up creative doing. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's cool that like looking back now, I've been able to turn like things that I enjoyed doing as a kid just for fun into like something that is able to like make me money. Yeah. Now, um, yes, make a list. Um, our last tip was um, pretty much like... I said perception of age, <laughs> that's it. Um, you have time, enjoyed life. And I think we pretty much talked yeah, about this. Yeah. Like age is literally just a number and there is no clock. You don't yeah. need to achieve a certain thing by a certain time. You don't need to be successful in your career by a certain age. You don't need to be mm -hmm. making a certain amount of money by a certain age. Like I'm 24 this year. I feel really old and sometimes I feel really depressed and sad that I haven't achieved as much as what I want to yeah. or that I wanted to achieve by this age and I feel I don't know like maybe I haven't been working hard enough or mm. like I haven't achieved enough in my lifetime but I really do have to remind myself that like actually I'm still really young yeah and like in the 
big grand scheme of life, I have so many years ahead of me and, like, I don't want to waste this time yeah. being depressed or feeling putting pressure on myself or feeling discouraged because that's, like, what's the point? Like, yeah. I can't change my past. I can't change what I have and haven't done. I can't, like, you know, yeah. I can't force things to happen for me. If things are meant to happen, they'll happen. Um, anyways, that's a bit of a rant. But, yeah, just, like, yeah. enjoy the life that you're living like yeah pursue things that you want to pursue but don't forget to like just yeah. live in the moment and enjoy things yes and your success again we've said it so many times so many times episode. but we're just but trying to drill it in your isn't brain isn't defined by your career it's not we hope you feel uplifted by this yeah um, if you do like don't be afraid to message us and let us know because yeah <laughs> we'd love to hear a little bit of feedback. Yeah. Um yeah, if you again want to ever be a part of any of these episodes in the future, like go and follow our Instagram at that so candid pod because we like do really value everyone's yes. responses on there. Like we get so excited when yeah. someone replies to like, our oh story and like answers us. And um, yeah, it just like adds a really cool, um, what's the word? Like it adds a different perspective into yeah. our conversations because we're so used to we're talking to rambling. each other all the time. Yeah. And I feel like we already know so much about each other that when yeah. we're talking about a certain topic, like we know what the other person's opinion yeah. is. <laughs> so when we have like other people's opinions, it's like it adds a little bit of spice, it a does. little bit of juice. We'd love to hear your perspective. Yeah, it's really good. So, yes, go follow us on there. If you enjoy our podcast in general, like, please don't be afraid to leave a five-star rating and a nice review because it, like, does wonders in um, terms of, like, putting our podcast out to people who, like, yeah. probably haven't heard of us before. Like, the more high ratings we get and good reviews, like, the more that Apple Podcasts in particular promote our podcast. Yeah. So, it sucks, but please. it's just the way, <laughs> the way the podcast world goes around. So, if you want to do that, we would really, really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate so much. You so yes, much. <laughs> we appreciate you. Um, yeah. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>